Welcome back to another great episode of The Constraints. Guess what, guys? If you're watching this, you're getting a double episode this week. Because we just released our update on the Mandalorian episodes. And we'll also talk about the Video Game Awards, which is something that all three of us are very excited about. Yeah. Yeah, so if you guys don't know, I'm here with good old Joey. I'm here with Daniel. We're all... We're usually the gamer guys. We like to talk about the games. We talk about the PS5. We talk about the Xbox. All that good stuff that was leading up. And, you know, those are actually some of good episodes. Now it's a good time to talk about the VGAs, the Video Game Awards. Jeff Keighley is bringing it back. Oh, shit. My bad. Yeah, it's fine. It happens. We're, we're here to don't be mad. Don't be upset. But, uh, so we're going to talk about it. It's been an interesting year for gaming. Well, there's been a rise of it. And we also have some falls in that we never got to see any of the great events that we had planned up. Also, because of current events, as Joey usually says, a lot more people are playing games and a lot more people are getting recognition. And so for this episode, we're going to be talking about some of the nominations. Now, we're not going to get to all of them because there's some of them that really we have no, like, like no, like, real general knowledge of. Yeah. And yeah. I mean, we'll, we'll, we'll mostly probably go by, like, word of mouth for some of these. Yeah. But there's some stuff that, like, we didn't keep up. We didn't hear about them. Uh, yeah, I kind of follow that person, but, uh, I'd be really, I didn't even know they were up for nomination. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, it's, it's kind of a nice sort of, like, uh, trend, because, uh, last year we did do a sort of video about last year's Game Awards, just sort of reacting to a lot of the things that were happening. And it was an okay thing, but I think this, uh, this is a better option now. Yeah, you know, we just talk yeah. about sort of our predictions of mm -hmm. what will win what, and then maybe do another reaction to it and to see uh, if we got stuff right. Uh, that's going to be the um, the after. So after the whole thing, we can come back record. We talk about our reaction to all of it. Maybe some of the stuff that gets announced. Because we don't know what can get announced. Apparently, uh, Persona 5 Strikers from Joey told me earlier was supposed to be uh, show up on the Game Awards. Is that true, Daniel? Uh, most people thought it was, but then uh, it turns out it was actually like today they announced it. Yeah, yeah, but, okay. they, but they did announce uh, they got the singer who did all the songs for Persona 5, uh, you know, to do a performance live on the VGA uh, that night. Oh, that's nice. Yes. Uh, I think, uh, I mean, if we're talking about like potential like uh, reveals, I'm going with and uh, and we were very we were lacking this last year, and so we all wanted. Can we get another Smash reveal? Uh, in terms of like any reveals things, I, I got nothing. <laughs> um, I mean, yeah, like uh, I can't, maybe more next gen reveals, but yeah. I can't really think of anything at the moment. Maybe we'll see something more from Balan Wonderland or Wonder World. I don't know. I keep thinking like Alice in Wonderland, but anyway, it's uh, another, yeah. another another trailer for Setsuna. Uh, maybe um, yeah, or maybe just like yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. This is like generally new gen games in terms of the Smash thing. I'm like gonna just assume no. Um, we had Steve, who was announced back in, was it September or November? I want it to say back in September, yeah. Yeah, yeah and like, just, um, like, looking at the trend of just when they announced new characters, at least at the moment, like, Min Min was announced in May, right? I think he was? Yeah, sounds about right. Mm -hmm. So they're taking their time, I think, with this stuff, so I don't think we're gonna get anything unless it's like a super early like teaser. And I mean, like, I feel like if it's gonna be for the big game awards, it has to be like a big announcement. Yeah. Gino for Smash. I I don't know. That would be cool, but 
I need my Waluigi first. I I mean yeah. Before uh, this is a list. There's a list. We gotta go down before we get to Waluigi versus versus uh, Gino, then Paper Mario, then him. No, and on top of the list is Doom Slayer. You know, potentially. Potentially. Yeah, yeah. I, it's it's just all kinds of. Uh, I don't know. When when it comes to Smash stuff, it's sort of. Uh, I guess anything co- goes at this point, especially with Minecraft series. Mm-hmm. Uh, you play no Goku though. No Goku. No Goku. Yeah, no Goku. Even that in itself, like, don't expect anything like Iron Man or SpongeBob. Nope. Yeah. Yeah. No. no. But yeah. Whatever. There was people that wanted SpongeBob. Uh, Have you seen the memes? He's very popular. He's a very popular character. I'm not doubting that. I'm I mean, saying, he knows a tag, he... so he would have experience. But all right, we're getting way off topic. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> um, okay. So yeah, we're we're we you know that's some stuff that we want to see. Mostly just like next gen stuff. Um, I say Smash was like the the first Smash reveal character was at Smash uh, at VGA's uh, Joker from Persona Five. So I felt like it would be nice, but. You know, I'm not gonna hold it. I'm not gonna hold it to them. I'm with you guys to do a new gen reveal because the PS5, PS5, I'm gonna say four five, PS5 is out, and so is the Series X. Um, if you're able to get one, because those sons of a bitches are still making it hard for everybody. Main, is it though? Yeah, it listen, is. Yeah, so listen, you lucky ass motherfucker that got it the <laughs> first day. We over here still struggling to find one. Anyways, um, let's get started with uh, some of the nominations. Uh, again, we're not going to go through all of them. There's some of them that we just have no real say to. But there are some that we're like, okay, you know, we can at least talk about these guys. And the first one is best multiplayer game. And, you know, basically, as I say, it's the, game, it's the games that, you know, people have been playing a lot with their friends and families. And the first nomination is Animal Crossing New Horizon, Among Us, Call of Duty Warzone, Fall Guys Ultimate Knockout, and Valorant. So I think we should go start going in a circle and explain why we chose the certain nomination for. <coughs> Did you die? Oh. Okay, I think that's all right. Uh, nomination as to why you know this one would probably win. Uh, and we can discuss this all we want. So, Daniel, start us off. What do you think we can win that one? Uh, I think it's mostly very easy to see. Um, I think it would it would be Animal Crossing: New Horizons. Mm-hmm. Is uh, is there a reason? And is there a reason for it? Why 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 are you saying that? Well, uh, despite being like a big Animal Crossing fan myself, uh, it gives you like way more creativity and uh, an option to customize your island and everything else. But I think mm-hmm. one of the biggest reasons was. It came out at the right time, uh, when before all of this stuff happened. It came out and people, you know, actually get to do something, you know, like pass the time playing something, you know, uh, being creative, make up their own islands, make it up like city tunes, uh, flags, uh, clothes, and all that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. It came out at the right at the right time for people who, you know, are we are still stuck inside and everything. Mm-hmm. And you can even like uh, visit other players, share your creativity with the world and everything, not just through Twitter, but through the game itself with uh, the dream feature. Mm-hmm. And there's even online multiplayer, which can go up to eight players at the same time. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I mean, plus it's, I think it was one of the highest sell- selling games in the, of the year as well. I think this game was the reason why the Switch was sold out throughout the, uh, you know, throughout the year. Fair enough. Uh, Joey, what do you think? 
What is your opinion on the best multiplayer game of the of this year? Uh, I don't know. It's a bit interesting for me to. Uh, I don't know. It's a bit hard for me to decide. I, I, I part of me does want to maybe say Among Us, just because it kind of blew camp out of nowhere and sort of blew up. But at the same time, that game did not was not released this year. It, it's kind of like what two years old. Like it was just sort of like this, like relatively like small game small game that came out like a, a year or two ago and then you know streamers caught wind of it and made, and just boosted its popularity all mm -hmm. the way up um so i mean i i guess when it, when it comes to sort of like i guess the criteria in my brain when it comes to a game of the year uh nominee and stuff uh, that game should generally have come out like this year right mm -hmm. so i don't know uh, probably not Among Us, even though I'm pretty sure there's probably going to be some a lot of people wanting wanting that one. Uh, I'm 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 kind of leaning towards uh, Valorant, though. Really? Yeah, I think it's just because now now I haven't played Valorant, but I think it's just because like a lot of people who are like really into like the league sort of stuff, uh, kind of just see Valorant as potentially like the next big Riot game, right? Especially because I think it's like this is sort of like the first game Riot has been put has pushed out it's not league related at the mm -hmm. moment. Uh but yeah, I, I could see them like maybe throwing a bone to, to Valorant, you know? Mm, maybe at least a number, like uh almost a win. Yeah, I'm like I don't know. It's possible. I mean I I I I'm talking for myself, I would I would kinda of have to give it to Fall Guys. Most because it was kind of like Animal Crossing. It came out at the right time, especially since like there was a moment where Animal Crossing was kind of like dying down in like popularity. Well, not popularity, but like well, yeah, I got what you mean. You know, like you know, move on if it's just other games. Yeah, and and Fall Guys came in like merely took that spot and had everyone like playing and enjoying. And it was and it looked like a lot of fun. Now, sadly, there was only a PlayStation Five exclusive. Probably that's the only reason why. I can kind of see it maybe not winning because it's not accessible to everybody. Well, it's on PC, I think, as well. Yeah, but not everyone has a PC, though. Right, 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 right. So that's why I'm saying, like, I can see it, like, maybe not reaching the, the certain numbers it needs. But I do see it coming in with a fun, you know, way of handling such things where we're stuck inside. And now we have it, and it blew up, and there's, like, what, 100 people playing in this nowadays? More than 100, I'm sorry? Uh, I but, mean, yeah, yeah, yeah. Potentially. I think it just, it, I think half the reason why it blew up is because it's sort of a, uh, it, it does a spin on Battle Royale that's uh, very game show like, mm -hmm. I don't know, like Wipeout or. or yeah, like it was very different. It's, it's like, a, again, like Wipeout or any other kind of platformer kind of game. And mm -hmm. it's easy, anyone can get in. There's no like, Except some things you gotta do, like uh, aim perfectly to shoot just one guy, or mm. or you need to be like uh, smart enough where you place your blocks into just ninety nine. But yeah, it just did yeah. something differently, and like, I would say this game gives everyone almost like a, an even like an even chance to win at uh, at times. Yeah, I definitely agree with that. I mean, the one thing that sort of I think halted some momentum is obviously just the amount of like uh, hacking that started to come out with the game, where people, there were just a bunch of hackers just running around. Which is like, uh, kind of uh, weird, I guess, in my opinion. Because like, if you if you're willing to hack just to win, like, uh, this sort of like sort of like very 
uh, beginner friendly, multi, like sort of platformer style battle royale, then it's like, can you, what's, what are you doing with your life? I, I mean, I see the way they handled it, and it was kind of funny how they did it. So, I I forget what fighting game did it, but basically what they did, like all the people that were like caught cheating, hacking, or whatever, um, they pretty much just sent it to like a separate server, which is all uh, full of cheaters and hackers. And because I think at the time when this was happening, um, lots of people were complaining. They kept you know loading up for the game to start, but what they didn't realize, they were adding themselves as, ha- as hackers. Hmm. All right. I mean, that's a good. That's a good note. And uh, I think we're okay. So we so we have Animal Crossing, Valorant, and Fall Guys. Right. So let's all keep a note on that. So when the, when we find out, we find out. So then on to the next on to the next uh, category was best sports and racing. We have Sony Hawks Pro Skater One and Two, NBA Two K Twenty One, FIFA Twenty One, F One Twenty Twenty, F One Racing, I think. Yeah, F One Racing. And yeah. Dirt Five. So Daniel starts off. What do you think it's gonna go to? Tony Hawk's Pro Skater One and Two. It's a fun, it's a fun skateboarding game. Um, I haven't played a Tony Hawk game in a long while, especially after like those last few, uh, I guess you could call games like Tony Hawk Ride. Yeah. So yeah, this is a good pack to form. I like this game a lot, and hopefully, and it's you know, a remaster, isn't it? It's a remake completely. Ah, okay. Yeah, like, what's cool about it, too, is, like, not only you could use, like, the younger version of Tony Hawk and his uh, friends and everyone, but you could all use, like, the current modern-day ones as well. Mm. But, yeah, they put a lot of work into it. I like it a lot. Um, hopefully, this opens up for more, you know, potential pro skater games. But, yeah, like, this is the, the funnest I have with Tony Hawk. All right. And, Julie, what do you think is going to go for the best uh, racing sports game? I was going to say Madden, but apparently Madden failed to. Uh, <laughs> uh, well, I guess that's why it's like sports and racing because you got the racing in there. Um, I don't know. Uh, just going off of uh, hearsay, because I don't play that many sports games or racing games uh, anymore. Uh, I, I would have to agree with Daniel and possibly Tony Hawk one or two, mm-hmm. just because I hear like they really like put in the effort to like. Uh, really uh, remake the game and make sure that a lot of people sort of like remember like feels like you're playing the old game mm-hmm. like, but like looks way better probably feels controls a lot better mm-hmm. and stuff and you know after hearing the whole you can choose between young Tony Hawk or old Tony Hawk I mean you know a lot of, there's probably a lot, lots of uh, interesting sort of uh, options you have in the games you just play how you want to play mm-hmm. yeah, like, I mean I'm Oh, go ahead, Dan. Go ahead. Yeah, like I, I forgot to mention one more thing. Like, even though this game has like a, a new soundtrack, even went as far as to uh, go back and get the licenses for the songs from the original game itself. So they brought back like Anthrax, uh, mm-hmm. Rage Against the Machine, and so on. Nice. Um, for me, I'm probably I'm probably the one on that now, so I won't be surprised if I lose this one. Uh, I think I heard Dirt Five was pretty good. I, again, I'm with I'm with Joey. I don't play many sports or um, racing games anymore. Um, I back in the day, I was a huge. I was into FIFA a lot. But, you know, nowadays I probably have to give it a Dirt Five because I heard like that's a really good racing game, and that's one of the games that like really show off like next gen graphics, and that's why, you know, I think it could be potential for a game. And it's, and it's a lot of fun. Dirt, Dirt, Dirt games have been have like not failed us yet, in my personal opinion. So I can probably make it through and you know get us possibly that win. 
I, I can see it. I, I, you know, I'm not. I'm not gonna be mad if I lose to Tony Hawk because, like, let's face it, that's probably the big contender. Probably the obvious one I could win. Yeah, mainly just because I feel like whenever uh, other these sports games, you know, the your 2K, your, your EA sports games, and uh, I don't know, it, it, it definitely feels like they're it, it, it's more like graphical improvements and maybe some like different game uh, play mechanics that are added or whatever. Like I don't feel like they often do enough changes to, to warrant being uh, winners of their uh, category. So that's why I feel like something like Tony Hawk or, you know, in this case, or possibly Dirt 5, uh, have better chances of, of winning than, say, you know, like your FIFAs or your Maddens and stuff. Mm-hmm. Oh, good talk, good talk. Now we gotta go to the next one. Best simulation slash strategy game. We have Crusader Kings 3, Desperados 3, I'm sorry, there's another 3 in here, I'm going to be a little mad. Gears Tactics, Microsoft Flight Simulator, XCOM Chimera Squad. Daniel, what do you think we win that one? Let's see. I'll be honest, and I'll say uh, I haven't played any of these games, but I've seen some of my favorite streamers play this, uh, play this one, and it just amazes me like the amount of work they actually put into this one. Uh, mm-hmm. I'm going to go with Microsoft uh, Flight Simulator. Mm-hmm. So, so it's popular enough to get that attention. It, it is, and uh, I don't know if you've seen the game uh, itself, but basically you have like not only just the different airports across the world, but you can actually like fly through like uh, you know famous landmarks and everything as well. So mm-hmm. the attention to details that put into everything there, like it just uh, it impresses me a lot. Mm-hmm. All right, I mean, fair enough, Joe. What do you think? Um, just judging the list, I. I might also agree with Daniel here. I think Microsoft Flight Simulator does look uh, pretty, uh, uh, you know, uh, interesting. Mm-hmm. You know, they really go. I, I think having seen like various footage and stuff of it, uh, they really it, it does like they really go all out in trying to be as like realistic as possible. Mm-hmm. Uh, I I will say though, uh, I, it's slightly like behind uh, Microsoft Flight Simulator uh, is probably Gears Tactics. And that's what I was gonna say, yeah. Yeah, I think for me at least, uh, and because it, it looks a bit uh, similar to like uh, like an XCOM game, which funny enough is also uh, in this nomination apparently. Um, but yeah, I have, from what I've seen of Gears Tactics, it does look like an interesting fun game. I just uh, I feel like uh, the Microsoft Flight Simulator probably has a bit more to it. I'm not disagreeing with that. I mean, Gears Tactics is, a, is, from my understanding, a very fun game. It follows a lot of what you expect from X-Song games, but it was a little Gears twist, and it's got us a story about that is really good. Uh, it follows one of the characters' parents, and we see what they're going through, and um, that's the name of the war. But, you know, essentially, it's it's like, it's that kind of thing, and it's, and it's a good strategy game. That's why, you know, I'm, I'm kind of going for it. And I mean, yeah, living well so far, we know so good. We got best sims and strategy done. Best family game for the best games appropriate for family play and all that good stuff. Animal Crossing New Horizon, we got Crash Bandicoot 4, it's about time. Uh, Fall Guys is also back. We got Mario Kart Live, Home Circuit, Minecraft Dungeons, Paper Mario, and the Origami King. So, Daniel, who do you think is going to win that one? I'm going to go with Animal Crossing New Horizons again. Fair enough. I think we already heard your, your response to it. So, Joe, what do you think? Uh, Nintendo will win. 
<laughs> Fair enough. No, but uh, to be more specific, um, I'm probably just gonna throw it onto. Uh, I don't know. It's it's a bit difficult for me to think about it. Um, I I I I also it's it's a it's a tie between Animal Crossing and the Mario Kart Live for me mm -hmm. personally. It's like either or like can go for me like. Just because, uh, again, what Daniel has said about Animal Crossing, you know, it came out at the right time, and, you know, a lot of people uh, can't, or just, or just, we're just playing this game a lot in free time and stuff like that. But, the, but also, uh, I mean, just, like, from what I've seen of Mario Kart Live, is that, like, you know, it's sort of, it's it's cute. It's, like, a nice little peripheral mm -hmm. uh, thing you can play around with, and you can make your own tracks. Like, the only downside being that if you want, like, to have, like, bunch of people racing their own things they mm -hmm. all have to buy separate uh you know uh little cart racers mm -hmm. and those things cost a lot apparently so mm -hmm. yeah they go for a hundred yeah it's, it's it's yeah it's pricey i mean but you know if you want to like sort of make a little mario kart around your house and have it drive around with, like kids and stuff then yeah i think uh i mean you know if you have the money you can probably invest in it but yeah, I don't know. Like, so so you're near, so you're you're gonna go in the in between route. Yeah, I'm in between those two. Okay. So I mean, um, I'm on your side because like I feel the same thing with Animal Crossing and Crash Bandicoot. You know, we already talked about Animal Crossing. Crash Bandicoot is kind of like when Daniel brought up about Tony Hawk. It's like a return to form. It's been a long time since we had a Crash Bandicoot game, and it turned up pretty good. It's a lot of fun and got a lot of interesting stuff going around with like time. Uh, different suits and different masks and all that kind of stuff. Um, but if I were to give it to one right now, I'd probably, no disrespect to Crash Bandicoot, but I would, I'm with Daniel on this one. I think it was just Animal Crossing. Mm -hmm. So, okay, we got two Animal Crossings and, well, maybe a third. But maybe a third, but, yeah. I, you know, it's it's, it's still, like, I, I, I need to get my brain around it. All right. So, in terms of fighting game, and uh, I'm just going to say this right now, uh, we're all fight, we all love fighting games. We're kind of a weak year. It's going to be Mortal Kombat 11 for me. <laughs> I didn't even say the, 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 the nominations, but sure. Uh, we have Grand, no, it's good, it's good, it's good. We have Grand Blue Fantasy Versus, uh, Mortal Kombat 11 Ultimate, uh, Street Fighter V Champion Edition. We have One Punch Man, A Hero Nobody Knows, and Undernight in Birth EX Late Clear. Yeah, that's always a mouthful to say, that last one. I, I just keep... I think a lot of... Uh, I feel like uh, do, do people? I think the fans refer to it as unit clear. Sometimes is that is that correct, Daniel? I never actually played this one, but yeah. But usually people just call, uh, call it short, like uni, like you know, short for uh, uh, yeah. But I, gotta, I, I gotta say the whole thing because it's the nomination. <laughs> yeah, I can't argue with Yeah, that's about it. Mm -hmm. Yeah. All right, so Daniel, you're gonna give it to Mortal Kombat 11. Explain to us why, and why you're wrong. <laughs> I mean, like they got a, a lot of support. I mean, and all the work they put into, especially all these uh, unexpected characters I was expecting. Like, yeah, I would have maybe saw like the Joker, but and Spawn, but I was not expecting anything like uh, Rambo or RoboCop. And dear God, like they actually brought back the same actor that played Shang Tsung in that movie uh, to be in the game. Mm -hmm. And just recently, they actually came out with a costume set where they actually uh, you can have the likeness of Johnny Cage, Sonya, 
and Raiden. Raiden as well to be in the game as well, and not just to work with their voices as well. But yeah, like this is the most fun I ever had with a Mortal Kombat game. This, like, this, in my opinion, it was the best Mortal Kombat game. Uh, probably going to be for a long time until like they outdo themselves for MK12 or something. Mm-hmm. Fair enough. Fair enough. Joey, what do you think about best fighting game? Uh, I, I thought I'm pretty sure I already know this one. Yeah, yeah. I mean, uh, my argument here is going to be that uh, most of the uh, nominees are just updates to existing games. Mm-hmm. Uh, Street Fighter Championship Edition only added, um, I think, Gil and Seth. Yeah, right? pretty much. It's like all the characters up to Gil and Seth. Yeah, and a and they're going to have a, a sort of a, a, another season pass. Uh, Final season, season five. Yeah, season five with Dan and uh, Akira and a bunch of other characters. It was uh, Dan, Odo, uh, I forgot the rest already. Rose in there. And then uh, I forgot the girl's name, but uh, I think it was Akira. Uh, yeah, we mentioned Akira already. Yeah, it's her and like one last mystery character that we yeah. don't know about. Let's go, we Weird to have him be the last mystery character. I assume, like my brain just thinks he's gonna be like a, it's gonna be like a random guest character, but I mean, I could be wrong. But anyways, yeah. Uh, and then uh, under night and birth, that's that's an update. So for me, again with my sort of criteria of like uh, it has to be from this year. Yeah, for actually this year, and clearly it's not One Punch Man because that's more of an arena fighter kind of game. I'm gonna have to go with Grand Blue Fantasy versus. And you've been playing that game. Yeah, like the thing about Grand Blue Fantasy versus, I I have I have played it. Um, is it, it's sort of like it's based off of, of the mobile game Grand Blue Fantasy that's only in Japan. Although I have heard you can like play it on browser with English on, so that's a thing. Um. I mean, it has a lot of like interesting characters. It's a very sort of like, I guess like, I can compare it to Street Fighter. It's very ground ground based footsies. Mm-hmm. Not a whole lot of like air combo things. Um, it's very sort of like beginner friendly, which is which I I assume is because they want to draw in their original mobile game crowd, and obviously having a very complex fighter in in the vein of like. Uh, like a guilty gear or something would not probably be. Yeah, like I get what you mean. Like, uh, it kind of following like the a similar route with us uh, what Smash Brothers did for uh, Ryu Ken or uh, or Terry. Uh, you know, like you just do like a simple command to do like special attacks, or you can actually put the directional inputs and it gives you like a more uh powerful uh version of that attack. Yeah, yeah, that's pretty much what it is. Uh, you just have like sometimes you just have to press a special button and then direct and you'll get special moves, or you can just do your quarter circle, or, you know, all that stuff. Uh, and it does have a sort of a, I guess they call it an RPG mode. It's basically, it, it is sort of a interesting story mode. So it's not like, you know, like completely out of like content. The only issues with the game is that, at least on PC, because I play it on PC, um, is uh, online. And I think this is just a problem with a lot of like Japanese fighting games. It's just it's there's not a lot of people playing, so you're always going to be getting very sort of iffy connections. I mean, so, yeah, I mean, that's a big issue with Japanese games. Like we keep telling them that we want like uh you know like something uh like rollback Neko basically because uh 
we want to have like a good connection like we don't want to have any like issues like with uh, the current delay base nick uh, but hopefully that gets better because uh, i know guilty gear strive they're working on it to give it a rollback you know, that's the reason it was delayed because it's supposed to come out this year yeah like it's not confirmed if it was because of rollback but yeah like basically it's the, the reason they said was because of COVID, but mm-hmm. but yeah, like they're working on netcode. Um, I'm sure they do a good job. I mean, I'm pretty sure they're working on it, you know, to make it uh, work and everything. I mean, let's be honest. If if Guilty Gear came out this year, automatic win for that game. Yeah, I would have picked Guilty Gear if it came out. Yeah, I haven't well, seen I haven't seen how the game looks and stuff. It's very, I think it's definitely like the the most visually uh like best looking fighting game I've seen. Uh. And if it came out this year, I'd be like, it's Guilty Gear. I don't care. <laughs> I'll be serious now. If, if just, I mean, why am I forgetting the head of Xbox right now? Phil Spencer. Phil Spencer better hurry up and call out for a new Killer, killer Instinct. I mean, I need, yeah. I need that fix, man. Bring back AI. Because they do need to bring back uh, KI. Yeah. yeah. Um, Joe, you gave a great example. Um, for me, Part of me wants to give it to Mortal Kombat, mostly because it's probably the only game that's right now has a lot of support. Since but at the same time, the gameplay has been kind of like iffy for me in some areas, so I can't you know I don't want to fully give it to it. And I've never played Undernight, so I can't really say. Uh, One Punch Man is obviously the man out. Uh, Street Fighter Five. I'm I'm in a conundrum. I won't, I don't, I've never, I haven't played Grand Blue, so I can't really give it to it. So I'm probably going to end up settling with just Street Fighter Five. It's still a pretty good game, and it's gotten a lot better, and it's a lot more support in it, and it's a lot more, it's gotten a lot more fun. It's it's what we wanted from the launch that we finally got, and it's, you know, it's, it's still, a, still a pretty good game. You know, you can't go wrong with Street Fighter. I don't think yeah. it's going to win, but you know. Yeah. Yeah, like, they did put a lot of effort, like, especially from the rough beginning, when it's heavily, you know, you know, cater to like hardcore fighters in our competitive scene. Yeah. But yeah, which, it, which, like I don't, I don't fault them for that because like that's your target audience at the same time, man. Because like they're gonna be the ones that continuously playing it while the casuals are gonna play it every once in a while. Hmm. I mean, I get it. So, but I mean, we'll see. Let's just hope there's a. Let's just hope that Guilty Gear wins next year. You know, it'll definitely be up for contention. Oh hell yeah, it would. Unless some other crazy fighting game comes out that you, I mean, not King of Fighters 15. I don't think it's co- that's not coming out next year. I just they just barely like had a trailer about character art. I don't think that's coming out next year at all. <laughs> I remember seeing the hype, and then I was like, oh, it's just character art. Yeah. All right, moving on to the next category, and I think this one's pretty obvious. Uh, we got best role playing game. We have Final Fantasy VII Remake, Genshin Impact. Persona 5 Royal, Wasteland 3, and Yakuza Like a Dragon. Daniel, what do you think? I know this is a tough one for you. Like, this was a tough one. Like, I, I had a lot of fun with Final Fantasy 7. Like, I love Persona 5 Royale. And uh, I was, at first, I, I was a little worried about Yakuza switching from a beat em up to an RPG. But it is a very fun RPG. But, ooh. I mean, yeah, like. If I had to pick, I, I probably would go a Persona Five uh, Royal. Mm-hmm. I mean, I don't and, blame you. It's it's it still holds up as a Persona Five Five game. Yeah, it was funny too because uh, it was my game of the year when it first came out. I believe uh, I think twenty seventeen, and yeah. I think it might be my game of the year again for this year. 
Mm-hmm. Even though it wasn't nominated, but in my heart, it's my personal favorite. <laughs> in my heart, in my heart, that's where all that is. All right, Joe, what do you think? First of all, uh, I will say, um, why was Xenoblade Chronicles Definitive Edition not put on this list? <laughs> the same reason why uh, Three Houses wasn't on Game of the Year. Well, I mean, it wasn't Game of the Year, but it won Best Strategy Game last year, and I'll take it. Um, but anyways, um, I I think the only game I played on this list is uh, Genshin Impact, and um, it's like you know, for being a free like RPG, like sort of like an open world RPG game, it's solid. Um, I probably wouldn't put it up for Game of the Year though. We're not, we're like, I don't think it would win this category just because every single other game is just like has so much content and with Genshin Impact you're going to be sort of like having to wait for content to come out. Mm-hmm. I think they just barely finished they just barely added like a big story content mm-hmm. thing. So, but I think it's but I think it's one of those games that just it came out of nowhere and caught everyone by surprise. Yeah, yeah, I think it I think it is very similar to maybe like uh uh, Animal Crossing, perhaps, because it's sort of like you, you can, you're, you're going to be spending a lot of time just sort of roaming the open world doing random stuff. And, you know, that'll take up some time and stuff. Although, uh, the gotcha, from what I've seen, and uh, not great. Not great. Not great. Ra- rates are bad. No bueno. I mean, oh. gotcha game has good rates. Uh, Is that lost? Uh, well, not initially. You get fucking five star. I keep forgetting the game exists. Yeah, it does exist, and it's all right. Um, uh, it's whatever. I would, I would throw out the Fire Emblem Mobile game. I've always gotten some pretty decent luck in that game. Uh, you know, Fire Emblem was my first and probably last gotcha game. Listen, all right. This is not fate. I mean, like. I don't feel like pulling up, so I want to level up my characters, but I needed like a shit ton of like items to do that, and that's mm-hmm. money that I'm not willing to spend. Uh, yeah. so sorry, what okay, mean? all right. But looking at the list and just seeing all the stack, uh, but also knowing probably how the internet and the judges will vote, I'm gonna say it's Final Fantasy VII. Right? I'm right there with you, bro. <laughs> like I, that game was freaking uh, announced. People were hyped about it back in 2016. People it took, cried. Yeah, it took... Was it 2015? No, it was 2015 it was announced, right? Yeah. It took yeah. five years for it to come out. And, you know, the people were just, like, wanting it so bad. And I'm going to assume it's going to win. And uh, I'm going to add on to you. It, you think it just because it was a basically a remake, it was going to be, oh, it's going to be very similar and all that stuff. Remember, a remake does not mean it's uh, 100% accurate. Because they included a lot of new story content and stuff, and they're doing something new with the game in a way that is kind of exciting, but also kind of worrisome, in my personal opinion. Because you have Nomura on the team. God damn it, Nomura. Why are you always in everything I want? (laughs) Damn it. Kingdom Hearts. Never mind. Anyways, I think it still has a thing that it will work for it, and hopefully we're able to get something cool. Yes, Nomura is a crazy son of a bitch. But he knows how to make you excited for a game. And who knows? I think there's, there's still a lot of people from the original Final Fantasy VII working on this as well. So, you know, probably that magic will still be there. Yes, it will. And, yeah, so we got two Final Fantasy VII for the best RPG. And, Daniel, you're still on Persona 5 Royal, right? Yes, I am. All right. 
Let's move on to best action adventure game. We have Assassin's Creed Valhalla, Ghost of Tsushima, Miles Morales Spider-Man, Ori and the Will of the Wisps, Star Wars Jedi, Star Wars Jedi Fallen Order. Wait, did this come out? Came out last year, didn't it? Like it was, it's where I'm pretty sure it came out like in November, and Jeff Keighley made a rule that any games get released in December. That's for next year, but uh, okay. okay, you know what? Uh, yeah, 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 he did say right, that. He right, did right. say that. Wait, did Star Wars come out in December last year? I, double check for me. I I and the, and, and the last one is Last of Us Part Two. So yeah, to go over it again because we talked over it a bit. Last of Us Part Two, Jedi Fallen Order, or even The Will of the Wisps. That game also came out last year. No, I. No, I think it came out earlier this year, didn't it? No, it came out earlier. This year. Okay, yeah. It was just uh, it just hit Marvel, the announcement. Okay, Marvel Spider-Man, Marvel Morales, Ghost of Tsushima, SSQ Ball Hall of Daniel starts off. I'm pretty sure I, I know where you're going. Marvel Spider-Man Miles Morales was an amazing game, but I also played Ghost of Tsushima, and that is a, that is also an amazing game. Like, like lots of hardware was made uh, into both of these games. But I'm probably going to go with Sucker Punch on this one and go with uh, Ghost of Tsushima. I do not disagree with you. That game was insane. Like, I mean, the, I'm, I'm not saying insane like all the shit happened, but I'm like, wow, the work that went into that was so good. Yeah, like, even made uh, Japanese de- uh, developers in Japan go like, that game is so Japanese. Like, it's how come we didn't put this much work into our stuff? <laughs> yeah. Um, I don't, I don't blame you on that. Uh, Joey, any update on the release date for Jedi Fallen? Uh, it came out in November of uh, November fifteenth last year. Which, yeah, I think. Paul um, falls in that category. Yeah, it would definitely. Yeah, I think it definitely falls in that category of like. I mean, it's weird. It's weird because that's that came out on November last year, and I was still being nominated for Give It a Year last year. What? What game? Uh, that's Stranding. Oh yeah, that's right. Yeah. I mean, it's kind of a similar situation, I think, if I recall, uh, Smash Brothers Ultimate. Uh, it was released in December. I mean, uh, it literally came out the, the day of the Game Awards. Yeah, it came out the day of the Game Awards, yeah. and it wasn't up for Best Fighting Game until you know, the yeah. next year. Yeah, so I, I think it lines up well, but yeah. Um, now for me, uh, for the best action-adventure game, um, first of all, where is Demon Souls? That's an RPG, but that came out uh, just year. recently. So give it till next year. Nah, fair enough. Fine, 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 fine. Um, uh, but I will uh, say, I, I have all the games here. I am personally, like, personally, I would probably say Jedi Fallen Order. Because um, it's the one you played. Because it's the one I played, and also just because it's it's a pretty like I think it's sort of a game that a lot of people were just sort of like cautious about because it's EA and it's their Star Wars license and they haven't been exactly you know uh, good with it. But I think Jedi Fallen Order was like sort of the first like oh my god, this is really good. This is an actual game. Yeah, this isn't. There's no there's no microtransactions. It's single player. It's 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 a, oh my god. It's a it's a Metroidvania style game. I'm like oh my god. So I think. I would lean towards that. I mean, in my grant, realistically, it's probably gonna go to Miles Morales or Ghost of Tsushima, but for me, I, I would say Jedi Fallen Order because I think that game's mm-hmm. still pretty solid. I mean, I love Ori, 
It is one of the best games I've seen in my, you know, in a long time. The art direction for that game is insane. But I also kind of like Jedi Fallen Order. Even but at the same time, I feel like <clears throat> I'm going to go with it because it's a game that I have played too. Um, because we're Xbox owners and we don't have a PlayStation yet. And we're going to get both the Xbox and the PS5. Anyways, I probably would go with Jedi Fallen Order even though I feel like there's a lot of things that are kind of lagging in the area. Some Sometimes be the story. But there were some moments that I'm even go like, oh man, this is so cool. Like the moment where uh, Cal went up against Darth Vader and you're like, yeah, I'm out. I'm running. Bitch, I'm out. Peace. Man, you know, I feel like I'm going to go with that one, but it would not surprise me if Ghost of Tsushima would win it. You guys hear me? Oh, yeah. Okay, because you guys are looking at me. Yeah, I feel like Ghost of Tsushima could end up winning it, um, but I'm but just to hope against hope, I'm probably going to go with Jedi Fallen Order. If I really want to go against hope, or in the world of the wish. Yeah, you never know. You never know. Yeah, right now. All right, let's move on to best action. Different between action and adventure, just more like just combat-wise. We got Doom Eternal, Hades, Half-Life Alex. Uh, Neo 2 and Streets of Rage 4. Daniel, who do you think is going to take it? Neo 2 was a game I missed out on, and I love the first one a lot. But even if I played Neo 2, I mean, it's obviously going to go to Doom Eternal. <laughs> yes. I think we're all in agreement in that one. Yeah, yeah. I would also say Doom Eternal. Doom Eternal, my God. I think that was, yeah. There's just something so, like, I mean, took the last game. It was already like cranked up to ten, and later yeah. on, they just modified an amplifier and fucking like pull that shit up up to twenty. Like, like there's there's some. I don't want to sound like I'm a goddamn crazy man, but you know, just the level of brutality you can dish out, and the combat of how the game works, it just feels so good. Like just being stuck in a small area and just trying to maneuver yourself around. All these different demons trying to shoot them up while you're trying to figure out the best way. Like, there are times there where I have like, to, like, okay, this is what I'm going to do. I just got to try to survive long enough to do the certain thing. Okay, this person's out. Okay, BFG time. Oof. All right, they're gone. Oh, fuck. I shouldn't have used the BFG. It's a bigger enemy. Fuck. Damn it. That's how it goes for me most of the time when it comes to Doom Eternal at night. And by the way, I'm playing it on normal and I'm still struggling. If I go any higher, I'm about to cry. Oh, come on. Those are like rookie numbers. We got to push those numbers up, man. <laughs> no. Anyways, I think uh, that's my stance for uh, Doom Eternal. I, I think we all agree that it's going to be Doom Eternal. But uh, so I think each one of us should give a, uh, an explanation. Daniel, and then Joey. Or unless I end up summing up I mean, the whole thing. Oh, for like, uh, are we doing the next category now? No, no, no. I'm talking about why Doom Eternal would win. But unless I said the whole thing, just let me know. I mean, you pretty much just said everything. It's awesome. Like, the soundtrack's amazing. Like, they love the sheer, sheer amount of brutality. You have to, you know, go out uh, facing against these demons. And, um... So damn tight. Spoiler alert. Just skip, like, maybe, like, 10 seconds of this right, from right now. You shoot a fucking hole through Mars. Oh, yeah. You know what? I'm not... Even, it's been long enough. There's no longer time for spoilers. You, you shoot a goddamn hole through Mars. Goddamn right you do. You are the goddamn cannon. Anyway, so yeah, that's uh, I think we're all agreement. Uh, yeah, 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 no, absolutely. Yeah. If it doesn't win, I'll be very shocked. All right, the next one is innovation and accessibility. 
basically, this means recognizing, recognizing software and or hardware that is pushing the medium forward by adding features, technology, and content to help games be played and enjoyed by an even wider audience. I feel like I have to explain that because that's just a weird category. Yeah, I think it's, I, I guess, I, I'm going to assume it's just sort of like just various options that like improve. Uh, For example, like uh, like colorblind mode. So maybe you're specific, uh, you're, you're not able to view that specific colors, so you can turn that mode on. So you can still be able to play the game even with that, you know, even with your colorblindness, or maybe um, you, it's hard to read, so you could probably like bump up the subtitle, you know, text to be larger. These are just some prime examples, but something like that. Mm-hmm. Uh, I just lost the list. Uh, do you have the list on there, Dan? Because I just lost it. Yes. Okay. For innovation in accessibility, Assassin's Creed Valhalla by Ubisoft Montreal. Grounded by Obsidian Entertainment. Mm-hmm. Hyper, Hyperdot by Tribe Games. The Last of Us Part 2 by Naughty Dog. And Watch Dogs Legion by Ubisoft Toronto. All right. So, what do you guys think? Um, I'm not familiar with with the what the other games did, so I'll think I'll just give it a grounded because uh, apparently they made a a feature where if you have arachnophobia, you can adjust it so where you can actually play and not get scared of any like arachnids in there. That's surprisingly interesting. That is indeed. Yeah. Um, when you like increase the level. I'm gonna have to go with that because I don't even know about. I mean, aside from like just technology wise, like best looking one, probably Last of Us Two for me. I from what I've from, I've 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 have seen like the accessibility options of Last of Us Two, and they are interesting. Um, uh, there's like modes where you can just sort of like just have it like highlight uh, enemies, and they'll just be in red, and they'll be in blue or whatever. You can even have it be like we can just only highlight. Uh, collectibles and various other things you have and they're like gold so like the game the screen will just be sort of uh sort of black or grayed out while everything else that's important for you per se would be like in various colors um and there's also, there's a lot of other things that I've, uh, i have uh, seen because because I, I look i think i remember there's like some of the things that like some of the viewers were talking about when last of us part two came out uh so i don't know i think just because that's like the game I know the most about through accessibility options. I probably would go with Last of Us Part Two, mm-hmm. but yeah, I mean, you know, I mean, the grounded thing does sound like super interesting, especially mm-hmm. because it's like a game primarily about you having to fight off a bunch of insects. So yeah, I mean, I think I'm, I think let's say we got two last of, two guys for Last of Us Two and one for Grounded. I think that's pretty nice. I wish I knew more 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 for every one of them, but yeah. again, like I didn't even realize Last of Us Two had something in there as well. Yeah. Okay, best VR slash AR, you know, VR, virtual reality, AR as in augmented reality. We have Dreams, Half-Life Alex, Marvel's Iron Man VR, Star Wars Squadron, and The Walking Dead, Dead Saints and Sinners. Daniel, who are you going to give it to? Let's see. I'll say this. I can, I can play Dreams, Iron Man, Star Wars, and The Walking Dead all on my PS4 through VR. I don't have a VR set for my PC, so there's no way in hell I would ever play Half Life Alex. But I would still give it a Half Life Alex, even though I've never played it. <laughs> I mean, that's um, I don't fault you with that. It's what was what does it have that makes it better? 
I mean, Valve finally comes back, make a game after so many years, after solely, you know, focusing this being like a storefront for PC. It is amazing, and it, I, it's just incredible. I mean, I see uh, some crazy stuff happening in the game, too. I mean, uh, during the, uh, when a pandemic happened, uh, a teacher, uh, he live-streamed uh, his class while playing uh, Half-Life Alex. Like, there's a specific ge- a part of the game where, like, you have a marker and you can write stuff on a window or something. And oh, it was pretty uh... much teaching his class through that. Okay. Yeah, like Half-Life Alex. Um, it's great to see Valve back. It is insane. It makes me want to drop like 800 bucks just to get a, a Valve VR index and everything. Mm. Uh, but yeah, I would give it to Half-Life. Alright, Jay, what do you think? Um, I don't know. Um, from, I haven't really heard much about all these VR games, but uh, I think this might be another one where I'm kind of leaning towards two. Um, one would probably be Half-Life. Alex, just because again, like uh, Daniel said, it's a it's a it's a brand new Half Life game from Valve. Half Life Three. Not Half Life Three, but like we're getting, you know, we might be close. Who knows? Um, and I probably might just say Star Wars uh, Squadrons, just because from what I've seen of the VR mode of that, it does look super interesting. Uh, so you know, like, and just from like, cause like, just certain designs of like the cockpits and stuff, and like I imagine VR being sort of like. It would feel like you are inside a Star Wars uh, starfighter. So, you know, it'd be, I think that, that seems kind of neat. So I'm kind of leaning towards those two. Um, although, I think if I would have to, like, uh, uh, I think I would have to be with Daniel and say Half-Life Alex might take it. Um, I could totally see Half-Life Alex taking it, but I'm going to go with Star Wars Squadron because the way the VR works for that game, it makes you feel a lot more immersed in the game. In ways that you know, not trying to dog on Alex, but just like you are feeling like you're one with the game, and it's something that I feel like when you, when you want to do VR, I think that's what you're aiming for. And in kind of like we said about Jedi Fallen Order, we didn't think it was gonna be a good game, but it turns out to be a really good game. Yeah, especially because it's from EA, and I think that's a thing that they also give it a note for. It's a really really good game. Um, base game, I think it's pretty, it's still good. The VR adds a whole different level. But yeah. So, that was our choices for best VR and AR. Let's go on to best community supports. In other words, these are games that are like, you know, that have been, they, you know, have a community that's very transparent and, you know, they do a lot of stuff with it and it's still pretty much part of going on with all of the gamers and it has a, basically has a huge social media following. And the first game up for that is Apex Legends, Destiny 2, Fall Guys, Fortnite, No Man's Sky, and Battle Ranch. So, Daniel, who do you think is going to take that win? Uh, it would be a tie between No Man's Sky and Fall Guys, but uh, I would probably give it to Fall Guys. Mm. Yeah, it's. I mean, they've been cranking up with the seasons, man. I mean, I see them interact with the community. I mean, I even see them on on Twitter saying that, "Hey guys, uh, do you know any streamers playing Fall Guys right now?" We'll let, you know, we'll share their uh, Twitch links and everything online, and even have them, you know, really? participate and you know, vote on things. Like, hey guys, uh, what you gonna? We're adding this new thing. What you want to name it? Just know that whatever you name it is actually the thing, and you have no one but to blend yourselves. And of course, you name it something ridiculous and goofy. Mm-hmm. I didn't even know that. That's crazy. That's good. What about you, Joe? Who thinks is going to win it? Uh, Fortnite, just because Fortnite wins everything. 
<laughs> they had a pretty cool event. I mean, yeah, they do have like neat events and stuff. This is the last one with the Marvel uh, comic tie-in or whatever. Um, but yeah, I, I'm gonna say Fortnite just because I, I feel like Fortnite has been winning a lot of these sort of like community or best ongoing game stuff at the Game Awards mm-hmm. as of late. So I'm gonna say it's Fortnite. I'm gonna have to go with Apex Legends. I feel like Apex has been getting a lot better in recent years. Mm-hmm. It's it, it was always good, and it's gone. It's now thankfully it's getting the attention it kind of deserves. When it first came out, it, was, it had got a lot of attention, but then it kind of died down. Now it's going real back up, strong, and I feel like that's mostly because of the community and the developers working together to make sure the game is still strong. Mm-hmm. So like, that's my that's my pick. And now we go to the next one, which is. Best mobile game, which is Among Us, Call of Duty Mobile, Genshin Impact, Legends of Runeterra, and Pokemon Cafe Mix. Yeah, who thinks gonna win that one? I will give it to Among Us. All right, I'm, I'm with you on that one. I uh, once again, my criteria of being sort of like it, it should, it, I feel like a game should come out the year when it's you know, nominee. So yeah. I'm gonna go with Genshin Impact here. Okay, Daniel, explain to us why Among Us, and then Joe, you explain to why Genshin Impact. So, uh, I'm not really big on mobile games a lot, so even with some of the IPs I'm familiar with, like Pokemon or Call of Duty, uh, Among Us is on PC, I played it, so there you go, Among Us. (laughs) (laughs) It's not entirely just mobile. But it's free on mobile, though, so you don't have to pay the $5. I don't want to deal with the ads. Fair enough. Fair, fair enough. Fair enough. All right, Joey, why Genshin Impact? I Genshin Impact, uh, I would say mainly because it is, because I have played it on my uh, on my phone. I don't play it anymore just because it's like, it's just like, uh, it's it's just more, it's just a more uh, better experience than playing on PC. Um, but yeah, I will say for, for a mobile game, to do like what Genshin Impact is doing is kind of insane. I guess I never thought like when mobile gaming was starting to become a big thing where I was like, there's no way they're going to try to make a weird, there's no way they're going to like ever make a game that's like kind of like an open world game work on a mobile device. That doesn't make any sense to me. And uh, here, Genshin Impact being very sort of uh, Breath of the Wild-esque and you can just play it on your phone and it's for free. Granted, it's a gotcha game, so you're going to be probably dumping money to get those characters you want or whatever. But, uh, yeah, I think if you were to, like, look at it as a mobile game, yeah, I think it, it blows out a lot of uh, a lot of other mobile games out of the water. You know? That's just for me, though. All right. That's so that makes – I mean, that makes a lot of sense to me. I think I'm – I mean, I know your criteria for our, for game of the year has to be like has to come out this year. I feel like Among Us is still one of those games that like you know what it came out the right time, got a lot of attention it deserves, and now we have to you know acknowledge the fact that it did so well, and it is still probably the best one of the best mobile games I've played in a while. I don't play much mobile games. I only play like really two, and Among Us is one of them. So that's like fifty percent of the games I play on mobile. So. Let's move on to the best indie games. We have Carry On, Fall Guys, Ultimate Knockout, Hades, Spelunky 2, Spiritfarer, and yeah, that's it. Uh, Daniel, who thinks he's going to take it? Spelunky 2. 
Really? Why so? I had a lot of fun with Spelunky. It was, you know, <laughs> it like it's amazing, like how much you know replayability you got out of the game. So hearing that the sequel, uh, I think it was announced before, but I, when I first heard of it, I was like, oh shit, they came out with a sequel. Like a lot of things improved on it, and it is a great indie game. It probably one of the few I would give like a ten out of ten for as well. Mm-hmm. Do you think is gonna win it? Uh, I don't know. I haven't played any of these games, um, but personally, just from what I've seen, I think Hades might take it mm-hmm. just because it's very sort of. I think the art style is very, uh, like, very good to look at. Uh, it's I think it's like a dungeon crawler, right? Mm-hmm. Um, so. You know, from what I've seen, it just looks like it's it, 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 it's sort of like a like a very sort of game that also sort of sort of announced out of nowhere, and mm-hmm. I think uh, probably I think deserves sort of like the recognition for what it's getting as an Indian game. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm gonna go with uh, Hades as well because that's a uh, that game blew up, and I'm, I know it says like oh that's that's the reason why he's choosing. No, no, if a game blows up, that means it's gotten a lot of popularity, and most of these times it is voter based and the reason it would blow up is because it's a very fun game and it's a very and it catches the attention of everyone that's my reason so if Hades is able to catch that I think I can totally see it winning now and not adding on to everything you said it's probably that's the reason why great art direction great gameplay and it's a very you know that that's the reason you need for a good for a great game and it's the one that catches your not only gamers eye but also normal people's eyes then that's what you need. Yeah. So yeah, I'm gonna give it a Hades. Now we go on to best ongoing game. Means that basically this game is still going on and people are still playing it. And these are mostly like what um, usually games that are made for long-term service. So the games that we have are Apex Legends, Destiny 2, Call of Duty Warzone, Fortnite, No Man's Sky. Daniel, who do you think is gonna take it? No Man's Sky. My man is staying strong with the No Man's Sky. It came out a couple of years ago, and it's still going strong. Uh, you know, like, it first came out, you know, didn't do good. Yeah, everything was missing and stuff. It was like, okay, yeah, I'm not seeing this game coming back or anything like that. And then over the years, you know, they were silent, but they were actually putting work into it and a lot more work. They did even more work, and they were like, huh, it looks playable and looked kind of fun. We all wanted to give it a try. People mm-hmm. give it in to try it, and... It is the, the amazing game that we were all hoping for, and it's cool that it's to give us a, a lot of support. They even included VR now, I think, as of last year. But yeah, like, uh, it's shown a lot of support. It showed that, you know, it wasn't a, you know, okay, here's the game. Thank you for your money. We're gone. No, they actually went back, uh, fixed their mistakes, and actually put in the stuff that we wanted to see in the game. Mm-hmm. I mean, I'm with you on that. I get that. Yeah. Uh, and the, uh, just look up the video from um, Internet Historian on No Man's Sky to show you like how far they went from like releasing you know like a game where it didn't promise anything all the way to like a really fun game that we all love to play now. Mm-hmm. Joe, what do you think? I will say what I said last time about best community support. It's going to be Fortnite because it's super popular and it's been winning these best online games for like the past two years. So I'm going to assume they're going to go for the three P. I also believe it's going to be a three-peat. <laughs> All right, let's move on to the next one. Games for Impact. So basically describes this, uh, this category. is for a thought-provoking game with a pro-social meaning or message. So basically, there's like a very important meaning that's going on through the game, whether it be um, 
you know, social change or any sort of thing. That's basically the kind of game that that belongs in this category. So we have If Found, Kentucky Route Zero TV Edition, Spirit Fair, Tell Me Why, Through the Darkest of Times. So what do you guys think? Dale? Uh, the one that caught my attention and that is still on my list to play, it would be Spirit Fire. Mm, all right. It's nice. To, you know, you meet up like all these different creatures and everything, but later on, you know, like their spirits, uh, they eventually have to leave. Uh, it seems like really emotional and all that kind of stuff. So mm -hmm. I, would, I would go with Spirit Fire. All right, Joe, what about you? Um, I'm going to be honest. Uh, I, I don't know. Uh, I haven't really heard much about any of these games. I'm, I don't know. Uh, I think Tell Me Why was... Uh, I think I remember seeing the trailer for that, and it's like kind of interesting. It's like a murder mystery. Um, I think that might take it, but I don't know. I, 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 just going off of uh, gut in, uh, gut, my gut instinct and just from what I've seen, at least from like the images of these games, it's probably gonna probably be tell me why. Um, I'm gonna go I'm with you there. It's one of the few games that that's caught my eye. I haven't had time to go check it out. Um, it looks like a very interesting game about two siblings and like you know, I'm guessing they're dealing with death and all that kind of stuff, and that's you know, a very profound thing to, to have in this sort of times. Uh I could totally see that winning. Uh I don't know. I Again, most of these games I haven't really caught my eye. Most most time these kind of games, and you know, they kind of go under a lot of people's radar, and it's kind of sad that it happens. That's why we have this category to you know promote it. And yeah, so let's move on to the next category: best performance. So basically, best voiceover, motion capture, all the kind of stuff. Um, we have Ashley Johnson as Ellie from The Last of Us Two, Laura Goddamn Bailey as Abby from Last of Us Part Two. That is not an insult. Laura Bailey is awesome. Daisuke Suji as Jin Sakai from Ghost of Tsushima. Logan Cunningham as Hades from the game Hades. And Najee Jeters as Miles Morales from Marvel Spider-Man Miles Morales. Daniel, who do you think is going to take it? Let's see. I'm going to go with uh, Daisuke Suji. Mm -hmm. And what? Let's see. So when he announced that you can make this like, you know, so much like a samurai film as possible, I decided to go with that relic. So I turned on all the Japanese dubbing and everything and played throughout the game. And he gives off a really good performance as Jin. Mm -hmm. uh, very memorable. I uh, liked it a lot. And I, if I remember correctly, I think he did uh, Sanji from uh, One Piece or some other character from One Piece. <laughs> nice. But, but yeah, so he did a phenomenal job, and it would it would be really cool to see him win a award for uh for Jen. Mm -hmm. Joey, who do you think will win it? I'm gonna be honest. Uh, having only seen, I, I, mm, I don't know. I think personally, uh, and this is probably just a little bit of bias uh, from uh, her previous works that I know of. Um, I think Laura Bailey. Uh, from what I've seen of clips of The Last of Us 2, I think she does do a very solid performance as Abby. Um, so yeah, I feel like uh, I think she might be able to take uh, take it. You know, I don't think she's ever won one of these before at the, the Game Awards, so it'd be kind of interesting considering she's also she's just considering how long of a voice acting career she's had. 
in the both video games and various other mediums. So yeah, I think I think she could do it. Um, I have to go with Ashley Johnson as Ellie. She did a really great performance in that game, from what I was able to see, and really captured a lot of the emotion and the hardship that that character to go through. I think it's a. I mean, we'll we'll probably talk about more about Last of Us when we get to the you know game of the year. But I think it's 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 one of those games that's been done really well. All right, let's move on. I think we're getting close to the end, are we? No, uh, we still have... just about. Yeah. Right, we got best audio design. So basically, recognize the best in-game audio and sound design that does not include music. So we got Doom Eternal, Half-Life Alex, Ghost of Tsushima, Resident Evil 3, and The Last of Us Part 2. Daniel, what do you think? You know, what's really satisfying about Doom Eternal is like every time you kill those demons, slay them, you hear like all the bone crunching, you know, blood gushing and all that kind of stuff. So I would give it to Doom. You sick, sick man, I believe you. <laughs> all right. <laughs> I mean, yeah, I'm not going to deny that. Joey, who do you think could take it? Uh, I'm going to be honest. Uh, I never really truly pay attention to like all the, the other like subtle sound effects of video games, but. I would have to agree with Daniel, like, uh, Doom Eternal, there are, like, because I think they make that very pronounced, like, you, you definitely hear, uh, you definitely get a sense of, like, you know, the power of your guns and the sound and various other things, so, yeah, I'm going to have to go with Doom Eternal on this one. I'm going to be the odd man wild, I'm going to give it a go to Tsushima. I think that game just oozes sound and, like, Really makes you feel immersed around you, whether it be just the silent stuff or just the the music itself. But when I talk about music, but you know, it's the the just the, oftentimes the silence of just walking around in the grass just really gets you. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like yeah, because of Sujima, uh, they did a really great job with the sound there. Yeah. All right, now this one is actually for music. It's best score and music. We have Doom Eternal, Final Fantasy VII Remake, Hades. Ori and the Will of the Wisps, and The Last of Us 2. And I'm, I'm not going to deny I'm kind of split on two, but I'm pretty sure I think we all have an agreement on which one could win it. Daniel, who do you think you can win it? I would go with Final Fantasy VII, but the problem oh, is... Oh, yeah, you got me off by surprise, motherfucker. The problem is, yeah. Doom Eternal is in there, and Mick Gordon composed the, the soundtrack, so yeah. I'm going with Doom Eternal. Oh, you son of a bitch. You tricked me, you tricked me, you son of a bitch. I like that. Yeah, the first time, I don't know. Joey, who do you think is going to take it? Um, I would probably have to agree once again. Doom Eternal, just the uh, soundtrack. You know, Mick Warden brings his A game once he, again. He, he, yeah. never, he never lets you down. Yep. Yeah, just uh, the soundtrack is pretty solid, especially once you get into the heat of the fight. It's just going on. all like guns ablazing on the soundtrack. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I probably would also like mention that Final Fantasy VII remake is probably up there as well. Yeah, I think we're all in agreement that it's either between Final Fantasy VII and Doom Eternal, because I was going to say that too, that's why I'm saying I was split. Because VII and Doom Eternal have probably the best soundtracks I've heard this year. And I'm probably going to give it to Doom Eternal too. I think I think Mick Gordon's soundtrack has always, you know, you know, it just stands out. When you hear Mick Gordon play Doom Eternal, you're like, oh, this is Doom. Yeah, like he, would, like he went all the way in this one too. I think he hired some. Uh, I think metal. I don't know if they he confirmed they were like heavy metal singers, but basically they got him. You know, come in like a, like kind of like in the choir, and they had them all chanting like some weird, not uh, 
a made up language that's supposed to, sound, supposed to sound very demonic and everything for the soundtrack. Yeah. Had, there are times where I would just like pull up the uh, the video, the the scene of like basically Doom Eternal's like um, at Doom's Gate, but everyone's like, like you know, in, in the game, everyone's like, we need help, we need help, and just Doom Slayer just getting ready, you know, he's clocking his guy, and he's, uh, the music's playing and getting you hype, and then he goes like, I'm like, oh man, I'm in. It just it gets you so hyped. And it's it's so good. All right, ready? Uh, we're going on to best art direction. We got Final Fantasy VII remake, Ghost of Tsushima, Hades, Ori in the World of the Wisp, and Last of Us Part Two. Who do you think it's taking, Daniel? Oof, uh, I'm kind of split on this one. Like Ghost of Tsushima is really great, but I also like Final Fantasy VII a lot as well. Mm-hmm. I probably would give it a Final Fantasy. All right. I mean, I don't blame you. But it's it's the art style holds up after. So many years. Yeah, they did a good, yeah. did a great job, you know, updating all the characters' looks and everything as well. I mean, it looks amazing. Joy, what do you think of Ticket? Um, having seen the various sort of, uh, uh, having seen all the games at least in terms of art, uh, from all their art and stuff. Um, yeah, I think I might have to agree with Daniel once again. I think Final Fantasy VII remake. I mean, like, I'm, I'm I am kind of shocked how they kind of just kept like some of the uh, designs of like like some of the older like monsters mm-hmm. which I mean if you were to like go back to I think the original Final Fantasy 7 and be like that looks just silly so for them to like bring it up and like sort of modernize it a little bit it's sort of like man that's kind of like really weird that they kind of still went all out with the some of the crazy monster types that show up in the game at least in like the Midgar section so I don't know. It's it's interesting how well they've been able to modernize that stuff, as well as like update the uh, mm-hmm. the, the character designs for uh, you know various characters, even like the side characters like Jesse and Biggs and Ridge and Ridge and stuff like that. So you know, super uh, interesting. I'm 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 already out of bias. I have to give it to Order in the World of Wisp. I think that art design there is so striking and memorable. And when you see like that art, you like that's Order in the World of Ori. And it's just for me, it just I've always had a I always had a thing for Ori. Um, I feel like it never won anything, and I would love it if it won this. I'll be honest with myself. Like the game looks amazing. It's, uh, the animations and everything in there looks all phenomenal. Mhm. All right, let's move on to the next one, and this is best narrative. And again, there's gonna be one character, one uh, nominee. We'll probably talk about towards the end. Um, we have Thirteen Sentinels, Aegis Rim, Final Fantasy VII Remake. Ghost of Tsushima, Hades, and The Last of Us Part Two. Uh, what do you guys think, Dan? What do you think? Uh, this is very tough. Uh, I mean, shit. Like, if I played uh, Thirteen Sentinels, I would give it to them. I haven't, so I don't know the story behind the game. But I guess I'll give it to Ghost of Tsushima. All right, that made sense. Joey, what do you think? Um, having, uh, I have not played any of these games whatsoever. I have, I do know the stories to at least some of these games, and I have seen cutscenes for, for those games. And I'm gonna be honest. Um, I, I think I might go. No, I'm definitely gonna go with uh, Final Fantasy VII remake. I'm with you on that. It's just. Mostly because, I mean, for me, Final Fantasy VII Remake not only brings us back to, like, what we know about Final Fantasy, 
then it slowly introduces some new stuff that makes us more intrigued about what's to come and like just this weird like thing of time and you know reality and all that kind of stuff yeah mm -hmm. it just it really caught my eye and I, I don't blame someone for going with ghost of shima ghost of shima was a great story no like yeah, the, like the reason i wasn't going with final fantasy 7 because uh we kind of already know the story because fair a, enough fair enough I, i'm not denying you that printed it out in that and that's yeah. it, which is not a bad thing, but I probably would still go with Ghost of Tsushima. But if I played 13 Sentinels, I would give it to Dad. Uh, that was the game on my list. All right, so let's move on to the next one. Uh, best game direction. Basically, award to We're Not Setting Creative Vision and Innovative Game Direction and Design. Final Fantasy VII Remake, Ghost of Tsushima, Hades, Half-Life Alex, Last of Us Part Two. Uh, if you guys start noticing, there's a lot of repeating ones because we're getting closer to Game of the Year. Yeah, and usually Game of the Year nominees take up a lot of these sort of narrative, game direction, art style kind of things because there's generally, I feel like generally, I think the Game Awards sort of relates all of those to as factors to being Game of the Year. Mm -hmm. But yeah. Um, Daniel, start us off. What do you think will win uh, Best Game Direction? Best Game Direction, huh? I would... Yeah, I will go with Ghost of Tsushima. I mean... Uh, the amount of creative uh, direction and artwork and everything else went into the game is insane. Uh, the way, you know, the present... Uh, I forgot what you call this feature, but basically when it tells you where to go for a certain mission, uh, but basically the waypoint indicator or whatever, they, everything, everything from that to everything else, they did a great job on that. And, you know, they, made, they matched the atmosphere, they caught, the, you know, the aesthetics of everything of, of a samurai game. But, yeah, I will give it to Ghost of Tsushima. All right, Jay, what do you think? Um, hmm, I don't know. This is tough. Uh, I am leaning towards two at the moment, but if I'm going to I'm gonna stick to my guns, I'm going to choose one. I'm, I think I'm going to agree with Daniel here. I think Ghost of Tsushima would probably, could, would probably win a best game direction because I just, just the, you know, understanding the level of detail this game has and sort of the vision of sort of trying to, create this sort of like interesting story set in Japan and stuff like that. And, you know, it, again, I, like a lot of uh, Japanese developers were surprised, like uh, how much effort, you know, it was put in to make it as uh, authentically Japanese as it can be. Yeah, exactly. I think that will push, I think that can definitely get, I feel like uh, Ghost of Tsushima, that recognition of being sort of like the people behind this game really, really wanted to like show that they, care about this history and stuff so i think uh yeah i think Ghost of Tsushima will probably win that honestly everything you guys just said is everything i can repeat but you know you guys said everything i feel like Ghost of Tsushima is one of those games that you did like when, when this was first announced i thought it was a japanese company but no it's uh what, what company was it again uh, uh, the guys behind uh the sly cooper series and infamous yeah so basically a western developing developer they came in and made a game that not only honors uh, Japanese culture, a lot of folklore, and a lot of the things that made make it special. And you know, that is all about the direction of the game, and the direction did so well that, as Daniel said, caught the eye of a lot of Japanese developers and made them feel a little guilt, ashamed. Not ashamed, but um, <laughs> so like now we gotta do better. Now, 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 now we gotta do. Now we gotta come and do a better game. And yeah, I think that's that's basically um, what I feel like should amount to when it comes to direction of a game. 
All right, uh, the next one is, oh, oh, here we go. This is it, and it's probably going to take up a good chunk. We are talking about the game of the year, which game pretty much has proven to be the game of the year, best game of the year coming out. We have Doom Eternal, Final Fantasy VII Remake, Ghost of Tsushima, Hades, Animal Crossing New Horizons, and Last of Us 2. Um, obviously, some of these have to be discussed. Um, let's discuss each one, because, you know, that's basically how this game go through. Doom Eternal, Daniel, what do you think? Because does that deserve Game of the Year? It, it, I know, it does deserve to be on Game of the Year. I mean, it's just a phenomenal, crazy, action-paced game. All these guns, all these demons, you go guns blazing and everything. Along mm-hmm. with Gordon's, you know, phenomenal soundtracks and everything. And it, uh, I, Yeah, Doom Eternal would be up there. Mm-hmm. Joey, what do you think? Um, yeah, I think Doom Eternal definitely has a good shot at being Game of the Year. Uh, it just, it builds upon the original Doom 2016 and uh, improves a lot of things on it. And uh, it shows, you know, like a lot of people like this game. Um, and I feel like it's just a really fun uh, just uh, shooter, you know, just rolling around killing demons. I will say it's been the first. It's been a while since we've seen a shooter be game uh, offered game of the year. Um, I love Doom Eternal when I first played it. I bet I will say I do feel like it's a little bit lacking in some areas. Um, I think it does deserve a nomination. Whether or not it wins, um, I can't really tell you. Mm-hmm. All right, the next cat, the next game was Final Fantasy VII Remake. Daniel, why do you think this game deserves game of the year? I mean... By the way, we are allowed to say why we might think it might not win. Right. Okay. I mean, it, this was the remake we've been asking for for years. Mm-hmm. Like ever since back to, I think they showed us like uh how Final Fantasy VII would look like on PS3. Mm-hmm. So the fact that we finally got this and it's it's amazing and it's only just one part of the of the story so far. It's incredible and I I would see it. I would give it a fair shout out, you know, for Game of the Year. I think it kind of deserves a spot as well. All right, Joe, what do you think? Yeah, yeah, I think just the hype around it and it coming out, and I think uh, it has the, the momentum to win Game of the Year. I will say, um, I think, because uh, the thing is, like, I, I think uh, a lot of people probably have, do have some problems with 7 Remake when it comes to, like, the, the story that it's trying to tell and sort of, like, it's not a one-to-one remake or whatever. But the, you know, some people obviously get a little miffed about that, and uh, sort of like this game is gonna be. It's not. I mean, it's only like essentially it's only remade like the first third of the, the original Final Fantasy VII, mm-hmm. or at least like the first like big part, the Vagar section. So I think for some people, it's like I don't like this is going to be like a three-part thing maybe or even longer i i kind of just want the full experience or i'll just wait until all the parts are together somehow in like a bundle or whatever so i don't know maybe from that i can kind of see why some people be like it doesn't deserve to be game of the year because it's not the full final mm-hmm. fantasy 7 remake we wanted but i think it has a decent shot yeah no everything you guys just said i feel like not only is it a great game, it includes a lot of stuff that we come to love about that first section of Final Fantasy VII. It's trying to expand more and try to be more of a bigger story, which I'm always for. Um, I, I will state right now that Seven is not my favorite Final Fantasy VII, Final Fantasy game. 
It's usually between 10 and some and another game. But, you know, it's at the same time, I can't deny that it's a really good game. It has a lot of fun things going on. There's, I feel like the, that gameplay-wise, it does have a little bit of things falling back from it. Yeah. But also, yeah. Yeah, like some, some parts of combat will use a little touch-up. Like, again, like maybe uh, yeah. push enemies into the air. Good out, like, yeah. like some kind of air combat going on. Yeah, exactly. So that's why I'm, I'm kind of like hesitant to give it that. Also, like you guys said about the story, I want the full game. I'm not happy with the game. It makes sense from what they're doing. It was a big game, but you know, uh, I can totally. I think it does deserve a nomination. Uh, next game was Ghost of Tsushima. Daniel, do you think this game deserves it? Yeah, uh, I, w- I would say it does. Again, like art direction, the sound, uh, the amount of work they did to put into it. And the amount of features that they also added to it as well, so you could play just like a normal game, have it have all the actors, you know, like uh, listen to the English dubbing or switch it to Japanese dubbing, and you could even make it go uh, to the classic black and white filter, you know, make it just like any old uh, samurai film as well. Uh, I could go on and on about this, but yeah, Ghost of Tsushima, like it honestly does deserve a, a you know a spot up there. All right, Joe, what do you think? Yeah, yeah, I definitely, from what I hear about this game all the time, I, 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 it has a lot of, it gets a lot of praise from its story, its gameplay, just the amount of details and various other things. I, I do think uh, this game probably will win Game of the Year, personally, for me, just because of all this sort of, uh, it's, I think it's still on people's minds. Um, I think it's just, you know, it grabs a lot of people's attention. I mean, heck, um, I think they just recently added like a free multiplayer kind of mode. Yeah, yeah, they like, did. Yeah, so I, I think you know, that's sort of uh, you know, I think stuff like that and like just sort of I think will propel this game to be game of the year. I, I'm pretty positive it, this will be game of the year. Mm-hmm. Um, everything you guys just said, uh, 100% agree. Um, it's a game that really everyone was hyped for and it exceeded beyond expectation with a lot of the things that I brought up as well as um being just a game that you can admire everything it's done. It's the art direction, the music, the sounds, it, it just it hit every every right note and did everything well. And being a game that is that honors a lot of the things that it's inspired by, I think it's a lot of good things. I, I can't see it not winning. I'll say that. Um, the next game is Hades. Um, Dan, what do you think Hades deserves a game of war? Uh, I can't say, but if I'm being honest, I never played Hades, so I can't really mm-hmm. say much for it. I heard it's really good, so I'm sure it has a place up there for game of the year. Jay, I feel like you're on the same boat. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I think uh, the art direction definitely carries it. Because it, it does have a really unique art style compared mm-hmm. to all the other games that are on the, the, the list of game of the year. So, uh, yeah, I think it, it definitely mm-hmm. deserves its nomination. And, I, you know, it'd be super interesting for an indie game to win game of the year. Uh, yeah. Um, I also did not play this game, but seeing the reaction from it, I think is enough to get, garner it the the game of the year um, nomination. Not just because like okay, it's it's a it one game everyone's talking about, but if it like I said earlier, it caught the attention of not not only just gamers but people who are just casuals. That's kind of a level that you have to admit 
and also the fact that it is a well-structured game with an art direction with a great art direction as well as great gameplay and all other stuff it deserves a if you can count all that it deserves a nomination all right next game is animal crossing new horizon why do you guys well dan why do you think that one deserves the nomination oh aside from everything that i said before um Nintendo is still giving it uh, some support, which is really nice. Uh, but I think that's about it. I pretty much just said everything beforehand why like mm-hmm. deserve some of the awards. Um, again, will I think it win? Well, no, because you got The Last of Us, you got Ghost of Tsushima, you got Hades, you got Doom. Uh, I could I can see why some people will say Game of the Year. I mean. It's probably in my. It is in my top ten, but ugh, against all these other guys, I don't think it'll win. Sorry. Yeah, yeah. I uh, uh, I think this. I think it is an interesting uh, nomination. I think just because it, uh, you know just how big it blew up uh, uh, earlier this year, and I don't know. I think it does have a chance of winning Game of the Year only because I think. Um, it might be like sort of a, a sort of a feel good vote because I think a lot of people sort of attribute Animal Crossing as sort of being a big game for a lot of people, you know, during this sort of you know during you know cur- these current events and stuff. Uh, you know, it was sort of like like a lot of people sort of cited as sort of a game that was like helped them through a lot of the stuff that was going on earlier on this year, um, and probably still uh, continuing. To do so uh, as the year keeps going forward, uh, so yeah, I feel like it, it could win at like that as sort of like a sort of testament of like this is just a simple, nice sort of game where you just make your own little island and you know you get to sort of escape from you know the craziness of the real world and sort of just sort of relax. Mm. I don't know. I feel like it could win based off that sort of. I'll, I'll be honest. I never thought of it that way. But yeah, but obviously it has stiff competition from literally all the other games. So, you know, uh, I, I feel like that's probably how I could see it winning, but I, I don't, I guess it'd be nice, but I, I'm not I'm not 100% sure it would, it would. I mean, I don't, personally, I don't think it can win. A lot of the nominations are really strong and really, you know, known for, their, for the crap that they're being nominated for. Not saying it doesn't deserve it. I think Animal Crossing has always deserved some sort of re- deserved recognition that it needed, and this is what it needs. Um, if it wins, that's crazy. If it doesn't, I'm not surprised. All right, the last game to talk about, and this is probably the most controversial one, is um, The Last of Us Part Two. Um, Daniel, why do you think it deserves it, slash doesn't deserve it? Well, I never really had like a deep attachment to this, uh, to The Last of Us. I mean. I was really not never interested in it at the first place. Uh, I think I only bought the remastered because I needed to uh, play something on my PS4. Uh, I played it. I had fun with it. It was like an eight out of ten. But then later on, The Last of Us Part Two came out, and all these controversial stuff happened. You know, from the leaks into people fighting over whether the story was good or not. But uh, you know, I will say this: like they did put a lot of work into it. You know, they did a lot of uh, crazy stuff with it, like uh, with the touchpad. Uh, on a PS4 controller, you can play the guitar on there and everything, but uh, I it does have like a, a large fashion, um, 
you know, passionate uh, fan base out there, and I can see why they would want that to be game of the year and everything. So, uh, that's pretty much all I can say. I haven't played The Last of Us Part Two. I kept hearing th- different things, but as uh, a lot of work has been put into it, so I would, I, so I can see why they put it as game of the year. Good. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I, I definitely do understand sort of the uh, controversy that I guess the, the game has. You know, obviously the story is very sort of. Uh, you know, controversial. Uh, it's it's very sort of mixed, I guess, for a lot of people. Some people say it's like you know, it's great. Other people say this is stupid. Um, and but I will say, like graphically and like technically, the game does sort of, you know, deserve those merits. You know, like they worked really hard to make this like a visually uh, impressive game. They've at least done a lot, at least to make the game sort of function well. Uh, I have heard that some people sort of like just kind of don't like sort of the core uh, gunplay just because it feels like it hasn't changed at all since the last game. And you know, considering this is sort of like the next like a next gen game, that they probably should have improved some of that stuff. But uh, I guess not because uh, maybe maybe because this is definitely more of a story based game rather than like full on like devoted to gameplay mechanics. Um, but yeah, I think, um, it definitely does deserve a slot as game of the year, just because, again, it, I think a lot of people at Naughty Dog put a lot of hard work into it. Uh, whether it will win, I'm not entirely sure. The, the internet, the internet outrage uh, machine will continue to, uh, be pissed at this game. So I can t- I can totally <laughs> see I can totally see because obviously like uh, people voting for it do sort of have at least somewhat of an effect on mm-hmm. who wins what. So I can definitely see sort of like a bunch of these internet people being like uh, rallying behind any other game and make sure that Last of Us uh, Part Two does not win game of the year. So you know. Well, I mean, I think the judges will have a huge margin there. Yeah, I think the judges definitely have the last say, but yeah. Honestly, um, uh, again, I, I think as someone who's not played the game, but I've seen the effect that it has on people. Uh, it's kind of, I mean, the game itself, I think, kind of not counting the story, is a well-made game. Yes, there's a bit of flaws, but this, as I said, there's more flaws in all the other games. But essentially, I think the game itself is what kind of pushes the what could be you know it's probably one of the best last generation looking games that playstation has had it also you know can did a lot of stuff that you know we come to love about last of us whether you are or whether you were a player for it or weren't story-wise i feel like personally i feel like they could have done better but it, if it works for what they had, it works for what they had. I guess. I mean, that's all I can say. But the game, I mean, I can totally see the game deserving the nomination. Whether it wins, I don't know. Um, will be whether there be a reaction to it? Probably. Probably. Guaranteed, it, there's going to be be a reaction no matter what happens. No matter what happens, and but it's something that I feel like they're gonna we're gonna have to see happen and take strides and you know. Hopefully, um, come to enjoy it either way. I think I said, I guess I saw this right now. All the nominations deserve it. All these nominations deserve it. Yeah. I have not seen a nomination that doesn't deserve it. I've rarely seen one that doesn't, really, when, when with the video game awards. 
Now, I can't say who I would like to see because let's be honest, I got like three that I'm like, okay, I can see Final Fantasy VII winning. I can see Doom Eternal winning. I can see Ghost of Tsushima winning. And I think we're all on the same boat on, on at least, there's at least more than one possible game that can win. Mm-hmm. And we're going to have to wait and see and talk about that when it comes. But thank you guys for taking our chance to listen to us. Um, we will be back with a post-reaction to the Game Awards that will be coming out soon. Um, thank you for checking us out. You can find us on our social medias through Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram at the Geek Experience. And if you follow us on Instagram, and you will find our link to all of our pocket insights like Highsbox, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, you know, all the good stuff, Pandora, um, Spotify. And be sure to support us there in any way you can with the follows and star ratings. Also, we do have a YouTube where you can put a face to the to the to our voices and I'll see all our ugly mugs. And you know, if you're on YouTube, please subscribe, like, comment, all that good stuff, hit the bell icon. You know how you know how YouTube works, it's gonna it, you know it helps us out a lot. Also, if you want to support us anyway, we do have a Patreon where you can uh, donate a certain amount of money to us. We, there's a lot of stuff that we want to do, but we, you know, we kind of need a little extra funds for it. And yeah, that's about it. Uh, hopefully, the Game Awards is going to be a fun one. We will be talking about it. Um, we will be going back to these um, nominations. We also, might be talking about some of the reveals because there's always a reveal there. Yep. And hopefully, it be some good shit. And yeah, so it's been your boys. Oh, uh, it's been me, Daniel. It's been me, Joe. It's been your boy, Eli. And we have the experience. So we hope you guys have a good one. Um, enjoy the Game Awards. Yeah. Yeah. Cool reveals coming up. Um, I'm sure nothing bad will ever come out from this, uh, you know, the next day or that night. Hopefully there's not too many Stadia commercials like last year. Yeah. Uh, what? Fair enough. <laughs> <laughs> Peace.